only if you really understand the the core of Bitcoin and uh, really take your time to learn about it and to take the hours to put in, then you will understand and then there's no way back anymore. So for me, it's Bitcoin or die. This is the Bitcoin Muse, and I'm Clay Ines. This week, Cyber, a Barcelona-based Bitcoiner, artist, and the founder of Street Cyber, a group of artists whose mission it is to use street art to empower and educate people about Bitcoin. Using murals, stickers, and wheat-pasted posters, they've reached thousands with their message that Bitcoin is a powerful tool for financial freedom. Cyber has a great story of shifting his priorities and letting the muses direct his efforts be it by liberally modifying the open-source work of Banksy or selling prints and stickers to fellow plebs ready to spread the word globally. I learned a lot about this relatively new medium of messaging and artistic expression, and it has me re-evaluating my assumptions. For anyone without the time or inclination to click on links in the show notes, I'll take a second to describe the work Cyber is creating. It's the stuff of most urban landscapes if you tune your eye to it. It's the stickers that layer themselves on lampposts and mailboxes. It's the rogue, wheat-pasted posters that appear in marginal corners of construction sites, shadowed building facades, or derelict phone booths. It may even be permissioned mural paintings under bridges or in a playground. It's made, displayed, and left to the whims of neighborhoods and municipal authorities to last a night, a fortnight, or more. To generalize the street cyber aesthetic, it's that of Banksy, a bold and familiar stencil of something common or benign, a girl with balloons, a monkey wearing a sandwich board, or a Mario brother, recontextualized to serve a Bitcoin message, often but not exclusively rendered in black and white with a deftly chosen splash of orange. These are arresting but not ugly. They're clever but not silly. They're pleasing to the eye with their familiar iconography but also deeply satisfying for the curious or savvy. Text is employed where appropriate, but often just the Bitcoin symbol is sufficient. It's bold stuff often made more so by context. Anyway, I hope that helps and that my attempts at describing the art tempts you to visit streetcyber.art at your leisure. And remember, please share this podcast. Even if you just repost me on Twitter, Vero, or Noster, I'm grateful. And if you listen on a podcasting 2.0 app like Fountain or Breeze, you should know that 10% of all those streams and boosts split to help OpenSats fund Bitcoin and other free and open source projects. And now, my conversation with Cyber, that begins by him asking me questions rather than the other way around. I could have edited it out, but decided to leave it. So here's my rip with Cyber. So, how did you start getting interested Bitcoin? How long? Well... I guess I'm a class of 17 Bitcoiner and have been almost obsessively scouring Bitcoin Twitter and trying to figure out the signal from the noise. And then as things settled down and I began to understand things and became a maxi, I felt like I needed to give back a little bit and I felt there was something missing. After listening to bazillions of podcasts, I think it was Hoddle Tarantula or somebody just finally clicked for me that I should be talking to Bitcoin artists. And if we are, in fact, at the beginning of a new renaissance, then wouldn't it be fun to have a little record of all the people using art to persuade 
and inspire and educate. And so that's, that's what I did. Yeah. No one told me it was going to be so much work. <laughs> you know, yeah. those Marty bent and, and the like, they make it look easy, but my God, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not easy, but uh, if it wouldn't look easy, other people wouldn't get interested, you know, you know, if it's too hard. Yeah, perhaps. And, and what I want all of these conversations to be, rather than talk about the current drive chain, current events, but to really get more immersed in how art is fusing with your understanding of Bitcoin and, and the role that that plays. Because as I'm a photographer, that's my place that I feel comfortable to talk with other artists. I don't have to know anything about credit default swaps. Right. I feel like while I have a decent understanding of what Bitcoin is doing, I'm not going to be having a debate with Ben the Carmen or anything anytime soon. So, and you, we had chatted before this, said you were well-versed in Bitcoin. Right, right. And then the arts called you. Yes. How did that unfold? So around 2014, uh, I started my uh, first business in Berlin. I was around 22 uh, years old. And uh, of course, I had to dream, make a lot of money, uh, live of it and don't do anything my whole life, just enjoy. So that's how I started this uh, brand. It was vape uh, liquids and vape e-cigarettes. At uh, this time, it was just emerging emerging market and there was a whole subculture growing around it with competitions and everything. So I built the brand around it and got really popular in Germany. So I started making money and this was the start and I started earning and I started to realize that this money is not what I uh, imagined it to be. It didn't make me really feel more happy or, uh, and all those ties attached to this money just didn't make me feel good with it. And I was uh, always interested in financial markets. So I was looking where can I store my valuables or my asset, my hard-earned energy, so to speak, that I receive uh, in form of currency. And I uh, found out about Bitcoin and it was the start. And uh, from there on, I put all my time, all my money on Bitcoin. And of course, I went the route that uh, almost everyone works. First, you get interested through Bitcoin because it's the biggest uh, player on the ground. Then you start exploring alternative currencies and think that you might find something better. And at the end, you realize why Bitcoin. There is Bitcoin and everything else next to it. So it was a really long path, a lot of books, podcasts, uh, technical papers, even so I'm not interested in the technical side so much. Uh, I, to understand Bitcoin better, I had to uh, system administration course by Linux, I did cybersecurity courses by IBM, just to understand Bitcoin. Of course, a lot of uh, 
political and economical uh, aspects, uh, like uh, different economic beliefs, so to speak, that are currently uh, present. After six years, I started to think that I understand what Bitcoin is or might be. So then it just started getting to me after going all this path. And today I, uh, I do this eight years or almost nine years. And I still know that it's just the tip of the iceberg where we are standing. And there's so much more to learn because Bitcoin is art, it's economy, it's policy, it's technology, it's biology, it's everything. You can find it everywhere. And that's why it's so interesting. It teaches so much. So when I moved to Barcelona in 2020, the city is really rich in culture and music and art. And uh, it influenced me to create also street art because I saw it everywhere and I like it. And that's the point where everything I combined, the knowledge that I gathered through the years, and uh, with my passion for art that I always had, but never knew how to express it. It was always a part of me, but it was only a secondary or on the third place. Because, of course, creating a brand uh, also to do a lot of design, and a lot of uh, storytelling and stuff like this. And so now I'm here and trying to put my knowledge into the artworks for the people that uh, don't know anything about Bitcoin, never hear about it or nothing. That's cool. So when you say that the arts were always a passion, but you hadn't expressed them or explored them, what was it? Were you listening to music? Were you just dabbling for yourself with Photoshop? Yes, uh, started to really early age. I was always interested art and short term so my parents are i'm half russian half ukrainian so my parents in the 90s they moved to germany berlin. and in berlin there was like a, it's called russian house so it was just an art for a house for theater sports and stuff like this and there was a class it's called, it's called history of art so where uh, we learned about art and also did a lot of our own works with uh, papier mache and painting and uh, stuff like this. And then uh, in high school, when I had to choose like my gradu- the, the most the graduation classes, I chose art. Uh, for me at this time, I, I thought I'd choose it because it's for me the easiest uh, topic to choose. But of course, it was a lot of fun for me also. So I created Photoshop all since I got my first computer. Created Photoshop memes, how you would say today, or just edited things and uh, always created. Because in my videos that I upload, uh, there are a lot of mixes, video mixes. So this was also something that uh, I've I was always interested in creating those compilations. And uh, yes, at this point, everything uh, came together and I found a use for it to present it to the public. That's really cool. 
Bitcoin gives you the grounding, the deep philosophical, mathematical, scientific, all those historical inputs finally gave you a reason to put this creativity to use. Instead of the easy route, it's the harder route after all. But, yeah. Especially what you are trying to do, your street art, whether you're working with others or doing it by yourself, you're often breaking the law, are you not? Uh, I wouldn't say so. I would say that street art doesn't have to break the law. You know, you can keep it legal because there are a lot of misconceptions about street art because, for example, graffiti, what's part of street art, but what is not street art, graffiti is something different. To be someone, to be called graffiti artist, you need to break the law. It's part of the job description. Ah, okay. But to create street art, you don't have to break the law. You can keep it legal or you can keep it in penalty reach. So it's just like getting a penalty for walking over the red light or something like this. Yeah, sure, sure. So, yes. Okay, good. Yeah, that's something that I, of course, I uh, get asked a lot. And of course, sometimes there's something that's uh, more uh, legal, something that's more illegal. But in general, it doesn't have to be, you know, you can get your voice out and get heard and uh, get seen without taking the risk of being arrested or something like this. Because this is also what street art is about. It's about your voice, about being heard. And it's about the moment that you are doing this and because you don't know how long will your artwork exist on the street. It can be one hour, it can be one year, you don't know. And it's all about the moment. The people that are walking by, they see it, they hear you, they see you even so they don't really realize it. The people that only look in this direction, the subconscious is soaking it and soaking in everything. This is what street art is about. It's about having a voice. And it worked for me in this Bitcoin industry and because I always was looking to show some support or to give something back to this industry. And through the art, I received this voice, the street art, and uh, because the people that I do this for are the people that never have seen or hear it about Bitcoin, but the people that are supporting me and the people that are following me are the people that are aware of what I'm doing and why I'm doing this. And so when you got to Barcelona and you realized there was an art scene on the streets, did you ask questions of other street artists? Were you able to make contacts there or did you just see what they were doing and emulate it? I have contact and... Uh started that first I just took pictures and videos and created the Insta channel, Instagram account, and uploaded the works of the artists that I liked and that I captured. And uh, of course, I got interested, who are those people? What is the name of the artist? And I started seeing more and more of it in the, all over the city. And uh, my favorite street artist, Uro, uh, he's all over Barcelona, you can find his graffitis. And he was the first one I contacted. And I asked him if he can uh, make an artwork for me with Bitcoin, but his style. So he agreed. 
And this was then after a month, I could pick it up. And uh, this was my first contact. And after this, I got uh, more and more contact with different other artists. Also bought some artworks from them to support this community. Uh, Colb One also really great. You can find his books all over Barcelona and uh, New York. And he invited me to his studio uh, to show me because I had questions. I didn't know how to do it the right way. For example, the paste-ups that they do, uh, it's uh, paintings on paper that they then use uh, wallpaper glue to put it pasted somewhere on the street. Cold One is uh, really good at it. So I asked him on Instagram if he can tell me how he does it. So yes, he invited me to his place to show me how he mixes the glue, what kind of paper he uses. And uh, I could ask him, of course, a lot of questions and ask him about the legality of it. And uh, he told me that, for example, for the paste up, the worst that he received was a penalty, about 300 euro. And, but most of the times you can talk yourself out just with saying it's for an art project, for something just take it off because this glue uh, needs time to dry. So you can just take this off and say, sorry, I, I won't do it again. And uh, Barcelona, of course, is the city where um, it's much more nice and friendly uh, for street art. And there are so many places here where you can do this legally. So I know at least six or seven places skate places, basketball places, or bridges where you can legally uh, create. It's great. For example, in Berlin, there's less places where you can do it, but every city has at least one or two places where you can do and live out your creative side on the street and let people see and react to it. There's another form of art, right, with the stickers that seems to show up on every mailbox or lamppost in certain neighborhoods of certain cities. I follow a photographer and all he does is make photographs of other people's sticker art. It's amazing when you start looking for art in cities, how much there really is. Right. You, you keep uh, seeing more and more all the time because you get used to it and you, then you start seeing things that you didn't see before. It's really nice. I uh, also have a sticker project, which aims uh, to teach about Bitcoin just uh, by visuals. And I use a lot of uh, Banksy designs because Banksy is a very well-known brand. And people know those artworks and they, they pay attention. So I incorporate the Bitcoin logo, for example, or the new version uh, of those uh, stickers, they have also some text. Of course, I use the legacy Banksy created to draw attention to the artworks and then portray some message about Bitcoin. For example, I have the ba Banksy monkey. He has like uh, the Bitcoin glasses, so the, the B just as glasses and uh, the text uh, be your own bank. And I placed a really... Uh, Big one, uh, it's like one meter twenty. It's like, uh, like say, like a ten-year-old child's like the size. I put it right in front of a bank uh, on an electricity uh, box, 
and it's just across the street of the bank. And every day for the last three or four months, people walk by and they see this message. And I know that they will pay attention because of the size or because of the design or because they just uh, want to read something and uh, it happens to be that there is something to read. So this is what, what I actually at the moment about with the, with the art uh, and why I think that uh, it has the impact to change the world and that street art and Bitcoin has so many things in common that it's a really good uh, combination of both. Ooh, I like that. And before I follow that thread, do you measure the success of an artwork by how long it stays up before someone pastes over it or tears it down or it gets graffitied? Yes, because the longer it's there, the more people see it. And this is the most important. Or the more often one, uh, the same person sees it, which is even more effective. Right. It's a little bit like uh, all of us who may have rejected Bitcoin the first time we heard it. This now becomes everybody's first, second, third, fourth touch point. So when the conversations happen in real life, there's a familiarity instead of a skepticism. Right. That's cool. So going back to the other idea that Bitcoin and street art have so much in common, that sounds a little strange at first. How do you see them being symbiotic or what do they share? Uh, the first is that street art is about freedom. The freedom to express yourself also in public. And Bitcoin is also about freedom, about economical and financial freedom and the possibility to express yourself by transacting with who you want, when you want, and where you want. And this is just like one point of the, let's say, open source aspect that street art is uh, open source, which means that why can I use uh, the designs from banks? Because uh, he has no copyright and nobody knows who he is. And uh, that way he created the legacy, which it is an us to use. And the creator of Bitcoin, pseudonym is Satoshi Nakamoto. Nobody knows who it really is, just like Banksy. And also Bitcoin is free to use for everyone. And you don't need to ask permission to do so. I love it. Those are all really nice. And as you were talking, it got me thinking that every artistic movement builds on what came before it, whether it's in rebellion or improvement. And Bitcoin has a similar kind of thing. It's story building from the cypherpunks into hash cash into Bitcoin. And even as it continues with the contributions of core devs and stuff, Bitcoin is alive, just like art is alive. Right. Wow, that's inspiring. The Banksy thing, I think it's always a little tricky for somebody not familiar with or has a, a pretentious attitude around originality and creating art. But you're purposefully taking his visual vocabulary and applying Bitcoin to it because people already have a familiarity. It's, it's a nice approach. 
you're piggybacking on his work. Right. And then amplifying the Bitcoin message. Though not all of the stuff you're doing is Banksy-based. Right. Not all of the stuff I do. Uh, it's the same style. But there are also artworks that are from me or from other ATS, uh, other artists that are utilizing the legacy banks he created because there are thousands of different artists who get their voice heard by using the designs. And I think that it's something that was uh, Banksy created intentionally because he could stop all of this by copywriting. And by, uh, but uh, I think uh, he is too deep in there to change his strategy. So there, there are a lot of different artists who actually use those uh, his designs. And I think everyone can portray his message by doing this. But of course, I also use uh, other uh, designs like uh, Bugs Bunny or Son Goku to draw attention. I thought your little Mario brothers using the lights from the bus stops was a, a real genius move. Yes, it's an old telephone booth and they are out of work and they still have light. But right now the city of Barcelona is taking them all down. So those couple that they made were like the only ones that I mentioned. Uh, the Mario, Son Goku and the Cashew Cat from Alice in Wonderland, uh, which I also use as my uh, logo. Also because it uh, has no copyright, it's public domain. And for me, it symbolizes, uh, also has a lot to do with Bitcoin. And like you see, I can find something about Bitcoin everywhere. And the, the cashier cat is a symbol of chaos and of madness in Alice in Wonderland. And my logo uh, that they use is the cashier cat with the Bitcoin glasses uh, on there. And this is a symbol for the clarity that Bitcoin provides during times of economic and financial chaos and distress, like we are living through at the moment. And to me, uh, the topic inflation are uh, very important and I incorporated in a lot of my artworks because the uh, unpresented money printing that is happening is uh, the cause of a lot of a lot of fake problems for people that really can't do anything about it because they they just follow the rules, they play by the rules, and they end up the losers. Uh, so Bitcoin has the potential to change this 180, I don't know how to say it in English, uh, degrees around. And this is also what keeps me going. Uh, I just, I, I don't do this because... It's so much fun just because I know that you are at the point that the awareness needs to rise. And for me, it's a lot about money because money has a lot to do with uh, what is happening. And it's a topic that in society gets overlooked because, for example, nobody teaches us about money in high school or even in university, you don't really learn about how money works, what money is. And my interest for money was always uh, present. That's also why I created the 
the brand and wanted to build a big successful company. And this is also the point where I realized that this money is not the money that I like. Why I was starting to look for something else and how I found Bitcoin. Because Bitcoin is the best money in existence and a lot of misery that uh, people just say, ah, it's because of the money and the money is bad. The money doesn't have to be bad. You know, there is good money. And Bitcoin is good money. And learning about Bitcoin is learning about money. And financial education is uh, something that every person should have. Because every person that lives in our society has to use money. And not so many people think about actually what, what is the power of this money that I have. What do I do? How do I change the world by using this money and paying with this money. And this is what I hope to, to give to the people, to the public, to the interest in money and the interest in financial education and to dig deeper. And Bitcoin gives me the, the tool because Bitcoin is the best money. Yeah, well, that's beautiful. And you used a word there in gifting the people. We often talk about artists being gifted. It's kind of fun to flip it. For you to be the artist creating something with its final destination is free and gifted into the world, right? You may sell prints and do things down the line or have patrons, but it's kind of a beautiful thing that your art is a gift. It's a generous offering to the public that it's intended and it's taken away from the pretentiousness of an art gallery or a museum and it's just out there getting rained on, pissed on, whatever. <laughs> right, ripped. <laughs> ripped. Yeah, layered, right? That's a beautiful thing. But it speaks, too, to your generous spirit. On that other side, now there's prints for sale and things like that. And you even have a sort of sponsorship page where we can throw some sats your way, correct? Right. This is... Uh funds that they use for uh, supporting, of course, my lifestyle and to continue my efforts. And every work uh, has to be paid for. This is something that I believe. This is the, the business side of the, of the, the project that, uh, of course, for me, it's also a lot of fun before I started uh, being interested in Bitcoin or what uh, I went to this as uh, creating my company and this is how I run my brand, uh, Street Cyber is the brand. Also, this is how I try to position this project, but it's not only a brand, it's also a crew because there are people all over the world that spread the designs, that print their own posters, print their own stickers, that want to be part of this because they understand Robbie P from Australia is a rapper. Uh, he does really uh, nice songs uh, that uh, about Bitcoin that someone who listens uh, to it can learn something about Bitcoin. I use those uh, songs also in my videos sometimes. He's doing the part uh, in Australia to spread the designs. Because of course, uh, the more uh, spread and the more they appear in different cities, countries, the more significant they will become and the more power 
they will have to draw the attention to Bitcoin and to raise the awareness about Bitcoin. And the people, they understand it. And the people also that are buying my artworks, I think they do it because they support what I do and because they see the relation of the path that I went and they they are going or that they went and it's something that they can hold on to remember because it's not easy to be 100% dedicated when left and right people are throwing things like it's scam at you or there's something better or something new pops up and everyone talks about it so only if you really understand the, the core of Bitcoin and uh, really take your time to learn about it and to take the hours to put in, then you will understand and then there's no way back anymore. So for me, it's Bitcoin or die. You know, I will do anything to make Bitcoin a success because Bitcoin has no CEO, doesn't have marketing department, it doesn't have anyone uh, really in charge of it because it belongs to everyone. For me, Bitcoin is my company. I am the CEO and I will do anything possible to run this uh, ship to home, you know, to the haven. That's why I do it and where I take my strengths to keep going because, of course, there are so many distractions that can throw you off the path. And this is also why I'm there, why I'm on the streets, because I want to give people the hope that they can go the way, that their situation right now is not forever, that there is hope. Because most of the artworks, of course, uh, they are in places that are rather poor, because uh, it gets more tolerated there that the walls are full with art because maybe it gives the people more hope, but also places like bridges, for example, that would be kind of spooky, you know, or dangerous. For example, when I was in London, we weren't invited to a conference, but we used the opportunity to create a street art there. And of course, Banksy, uh, created their street art so it was really nice to put the designs up there and also uh, one right next to an original artwork from Banksy that was this girl, the girl with the balloons the, with a lot of Bitcoin symbols in there which represents that Bitcoin is borderless and that nobody can stop you from using it or transacting sending money home to your family even so they're in a country that has political tension with your country and you couldn't do it through bank or western union or whatever so and the street art in general uh, what i learned by creating art on the street uh, is that it gives people hope in general because every art has its own topic uh, in london this bridge it's a dark, scary place, you know, and uh, there wouldn't be so many street artists. I think people would uh, walk around, but because there's always someone painting, there's always some light uh, installed that is uh, pointing at the artworks, and there's always life happening. It's not so scary anymore. People that have to go this path to go home or to go to work, 
they feel a little bit more safer that they're not alone there and that it's colorful and a lot of different visuals uh, on the walls. Yeah. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And as you look forward, do you see your brand having satellites and cities all over the place or do you really want to kind of keep it contained? Do you still want to be mixing your own glue? I think it's something that uh, when you start creating street art for me i started with like small stickers of my dog just for fun and then i painted the mural on the, on the wall and it just sucked me in and i think it's something that something that i just have to do i have to go out there and do something even so if i don't have to do it anymore it's something that's part of me of who i became on this journey and that the feeling and the power that you have by knowing that you are changing the world and you can't get it from anything else. It's, it's just unique. That is amazing. You know, John Vallis spends a lot of time talking to people who have been transformed by Bitcoin. And I think you have added another layer of being transformed by creating art. And that, to me, wouldn't that be beautiful if we can have more people understand Bitcoin sufficiently that it inspires them to go to the next level? That as because I'm I'm a firm believer that art is the tip of the spear for the Bitcoin revolution, and you are really sounding like someone who's who's felt it. Yes, I've seen things so. <laughs> Once you go into the rabbit hole, there's no way back. <laughs> How lovely. Now, do you make any attempts? I mean, so you're selling your prints. By the way, the, the Bitcoin is borderless caught my eye. I'm a huge optimist around the ends of the nation state and human freedom on that front, especially being someone who has to go back and forth between two countries rather regularly super frustrating. And so that work in particular inspires me and keeps me hopeful. Yeah, sidebar. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for the kind words. Oh, you got it. And just on the business side, you have people fund a project and then you go out and do it? Uh, at the moment, I'm 99% self-funded. I'm still building this uh, tree, this uh, branch to find sponsors, to find uh, some patrons. At the moment, I'm working at a uh, really big project where I want to open an exhibition where people can uh, just walk in for free and look at the paintings and just when they walk out, at least learn one more thing about Bitcoin. Even if they know how many are in existence or at what year uh, the white paper first Bitcoin was mine, uh, for me, uh, it will be a, a success. This is something that I am right now and uh, coming uh, the following months, I will make a lot of marketing for it. Like I'm at the moment creating a lot of artworks uh, that I will place on the streets that are tied to this exhibition because uh, I want the exhibition to be inside, but also outside of Barcelona. This is something that I'm at the moment putting most of my time uh, in and working for. So 
there's a lot to come. And of course, uh, after this first uh, exhibition, it would be great to see it popping up in different uh, countries and doing the job by teaching through art, by raising awareness. Yeah, terrific. And if you were to speak to a young artist whose creativity you recognized had great potential, but maybe wasn't a Bitcoiner, would you just enlist him into your services? Or do you think you'd... How do we reach more creative people to understand and be inspired by Bitcoin? So I think the, this uh, kind of people is uh, growing. Uh, there's a lot uh, actually going on around the music industry, a lot of uh, musicians, rappers, songwriters that are doing songs about Bitcoin. A lot of filmmakers, producers uh, in Poland, there's a Bitcoin Film Festival. It's once a year and they present uh, short movies uh, about Bitcoin. I think this year they had around 14 different movies or 17 movies. Next year, it will be even bigger. There are people that create Bitcoin fashion for um, artists. In general, in life, I think it's important to do uh, what you love because only uh, this way you will be able to be successful. Sooner or later, Bitcoin will reach every person on this planet, just like money does, or maybe 99% of the population. And to this moment, I just hope that the people will be more prepared and that something in the educational system changes, that high school will teach about money, which means teaching about Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is money. And uh, I want to add that a lot of my artworks are inspired by one particular book. It's called uh, Grocking Bitcoin by Kalle Rosenbaum. It's a rather technical book, but uh, the first uh, three pairs, three or four um, chapters, uh, they are not technical at all. And it's also an open source book, so you can download it online for free. And I use uh, the knowledge that Kalle Rosenbaum put into the book to create the artworks and to portray the message to the public. The one that I told you is the girl with the balloons, uh, which means Bitcoin is borderless. This is one of the topics explained in the book, how Bitcoin solves those problems. Another problem is inflation. The artwork where the soldiers are painting the giant Bitcoin behind them. One is kneeling with the garden, the other one is standing up and painting this Bitcoin. The title is Make War Unaffordable. Because of easy money printing, it's cheap to produce weapons, cheap to make war. And with a currency that uh, is not possible to produce uh, inf infinitely at will, uh, there will be less war. And it's something even Henry Ford understood and he was talking about. This is another topic from the book. And uh, segregation is uh, something that Bitcoin is solving and privacy, of course. So if someone is listening who is technically interested, uh, this could be something that could help get a really great advantage in understanding Bitcoin. 
because by reading this book, you will be very far on standing how it works and uh, actually what money actually is and how money actually functions. That is a great book. I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. Words. I wondered, just because street art has this edgy, dynamic, unknowable um, there's an event that takes place, right? When you go out and do that. If you have a story or you met somebody while painting your art or gluing it that you orange-pilled or touched in a way, did you have a conversation while making your art that filled you with hope? I had a couple of those meetings. One yeah. when I was painting the soldiers, the mural. It was one of my very first. A guy came up to me and he told me that Bitcoin saved his life. I, at the moment, at the point, I didn't ask him why, but uh, he felt like coming up to me, telling me this, something that I remember and that touched me. Often people, because the places where street art is creative are rather poor, people that live on the streets uh, or struggle a lot in life, they are around those places. And often they come up to me and show me thumbs up or show me a smile or tell me that uh, they really like it. Yes, and shows me that uh, I'm going the right path. Another time uh, when I was in London, I had a mural of um, the puking spray on the things of it and that sprays hope so I changed I put it inside the O I put the Bitcoin logo and the puke is money so I actually used real dollar bills I ripped them up and uh, glued them on there so it looks like it's his puke which is an expression of how I felt when I uh, first started investigating Bitcoin so I felt sick of this money and that uh, I learned about more and more the fiat currency, how the Bitcoin community call it. So money that can be printed out of thin air. And uh, Bitcoin was my hope uh, for a better future. So yes, while I was uh, ripping up this money and gluing it on there, a family uh, came up to me uh, with two little kids and they asked me, uh, what are you doing? Uh, why are you doing this? But they asked me out of interest. I explained to them what it is about, that it's about the money that we're using. Uh, we have to think about that it's being printed for war, for killing people. And there's a better alternative in Bitcoin, that it's money that we can decide what's going to happen. And that where we have the power to choose either it is being used for war or not. So, and yes, uh, those occasions and sometimes someone comes up to me and shows me what they think uh, it's really also important for me because it keeps me going because most of what is happening i don't know it happens while i'm doing something else because once i paste the artwork take a couple of videos a couple of photos and then i i leave it there to be it's like my uh, helper that works 24 7 and just does its job every day, but doesn't tell me about its success rate. <laughs> <laughs> a little like Bitcoin, a TikTok next block. Yes. 
it just sits there and eyeball after eyeball, it slowly penetrates into people's consciousness. Of course, I use places uh, where I'm certain that there are going to be a lot of people. I like to choose places next to financial institutions because it's, of course, uh, on topic. Also, when I'm traveling and and we had a smaller countries or cities. It's enough that even one person uh, gets influenced by it. Uh, it's enough to have just one ripple to cast the whole wave. So even though my artwork is there only for one day and one person out of 1,000 people remember it, it's a success. Beautiful, yeah. And you've established yourself as humble and driven if you could imagine bringing your art to the most high-profile place, do you have your eye on something? Is it the Barcelona Football Club Stadium? Is it, if you were to think really big, where would you love to smash some of your art up? There are projects, like big projects that I'm planning, but there's not a specific place that uh, I see it. So one, uh, what was important for me, was the Berlin Wall, the kissing um, painting, where uh, who was those guys? What their name? Uh, it's politics that are kissing on the lips. Uh, this is something where one the artwork uh, was placed on, like, on top of them. So this was one uh, that got me excited. Uh, but other than that. I don't think there's this one project or one artwork that will uh, change everything. I think it's a lot of the strategy of uh, one million cuts that will lead to the success. That we are not in a rush. Um, something that gives me uh, the calmness to keep going is that I know that Bitcoin is already successful. There's no way to stop it. And efficiency always beats brute force. And Bitcoin is the most efficient technology, the most efficient form of money in existence. Bitcoin doesn't need me. Bitcoin doesn't need Michael Saylor. Bitcoin doesn't need anyone. This gives me the calmness to enjoy the process, to give it my best, and just to go slow steps and uh, taking the people at the root because I also created classes about Bitcoin to teach uh, people uh, it was what is Bitcoin, what is blockchain, or what is mining. It's also based on the book Rocking Bitcoin, both classes. And uh, I also had the chance to uh, have a chat with Kalle Rosenbaum to present him uh, my classes and to get some advice from him on how to improve them. Because the success of Bitcoin for me is guaranteed, I try to take a step back and go to the people that don't know anything about it, that have heard about it, and take it slowly. And uh, when creating art uh, to inspire, it has to be something that the person, when they see it, they can repeat it. If I do something that only I can do, it's, wow, I'm so great, I'm so cool, uh, high five, end of story, you know? But if I do something and show that if I can do it, you can do it. Everyone can put up a sticker. Everyone can print a poster and put it somewhere or on a place 
where it's visible. And we are in this together. We have to go uh, hand in hand to make this a success. Take it easy because it's going to happen anyway. I really like that because I think a lot of times the artist is a pretentious title that we carry around, but you want to make art something that everyone can participate in if it's on mission to spread Bitcoin's good news. Yes. And also the designs from Banksy, they are simple, they are black. Also the style, the stencil style itself, it's something everyone can recreate. For example, I'm uh, actually colorblind, you know, I don't see red and uh, green and everything in between. So all the beige, brown, uh, pink and colors like this are for me uh, problematically. So this way, the stencil art is something that everyone can do and you can add one color, whichever you like. I add orange because it represents Bitcoin. And uh, yes, it's easy to copy. I think it's important because we have a lot of people that uh, print their own uh, stickers and that spread them and uh, everyone feels like part of something bigger. I also, I don't put my uh, signature on the artwork, so I don't put any QR codes on the artworks uh, because I know that people that know me, they will know it's from me and the people that don't know me, they will eventually know that it's from me. And uh, it's not the most important that they put my name somewhere because the more important is that everyone feels that uh, they can be part of this. Just like everyone can use Bitcoin, everyone can use this designs. Yeah, and, and you said some things just now. Jimmy Song talks about the signature and that signatures are, are what everybody thinks of now. And the fact that you're not doing it is a perfect representation of how we have to go. We have to get away from the individual artist and towards the message of the art. So I think you're doing it. Turning the tide. I just do whatever I got to do. <laughs> I love it. And also I love that it's turning the tide from the simplest, scariest, under the bridge, dark place and bringing hope and light. That's a really beautiful picture. Yes, it's something that I all learned when I started creating street art, because uh, it can be, of course, dangerous. You know, on the street, you need to know the unwritten rules of each city, and uh, each city is different, and uh, each city has different people, and something that uh, you need to be aware. And uh, street art is a lot about raising awareness. It doesn't matter what kind of awareness, and uh, that's why it's such a good fit for Bitcoin and. Uh, Something that for me is uh, interesting that uh, when Banksy did uh, his, uh, one of his first really big exhibitions, the one where he had the live uh, elephant inside, he had something on his mind, some message that he wanted to portray. But at the end, everything turned out to be about money. People, they missed totally the point of what Banksy wanted to tell them and only thought about the prices of the artworks, the auctions, the marketing, everything. This is something that Bitcoin can change because Bitcoin is money, Bitcoin in art. It's something they can't mess up. If they put their, their focus on money, that's, that's what I want. 
that they put the, the focus on money. And that's why I also sell my artworks only for Bitcoin. I live off Bitcoin for the last three years. So earning only in Bitcoin, I don't accept any other currency uh, because my art is uh, not only an artwork that you put on the wall that teaches something about Bitcoin, but it's a journey. Some people that wanted to buy some stickers or an artwork, they said, can I buy with dollars or euro? I told them, no, you can't. And they had to figure out a way how to change their money for Bitcoin. They had to make a transaction. They have to actually learn something about Bitcoin. Awesome. Well, you're, you're walking the talk for sure, which is so nice. I think you really inspired me. I think you're going to inspire a lot of other people. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time today to share your story and your and your mission. Thank you also for your time. I'm really happy it worked out. Same. There you have it. Be sure to follow Cyber and his gang of street artists as they bring the Bitcoin message to the streets. Maybe get a pack of stickers from his site and bring the message to your head. Streetcyber.art is the website to go to, and all his social links are in the show notes. Thanks to my brother for the music, thanks to you for listening, and thanks to Cyber for sharing his time, energy, and bravado with the Bitcoin Muse. Onward.